Hey everyone, welcome to Know Your Gear QA number 71. 71, man. All right, uh, before we get started, we're going to do some shout outs real quick uh, to the friends of the channel uh, on the Patreon site. These are the people who make the live show every week happen James Biles, Robert Brooks, uh, Tim Camacho, Robert Hodges, Steve Pinna, Paul Ostrike, Michael Lindner, Joe Watson, Gregor, Jonathan Pickering, Bob Pickwood, Tim, John Levitt. Space Jazz, Pedal Pal Effects. Those guys are amazing, by the way. Uh, great Marshall pedals. Ricky Robinson, Chuck Keen, Chris Glaze, Dylan87, Russ at Taurus pedals, another amazing pedals. Uh, Brian Stewart, Lee Hawkins, Kermit Jackson, Andy Thomas, Steve Pinna, Bob Crosley, Aaron Anthony, Daniel Psychic. I'm going to say Psychic. Andrew Goody, Billy Robinson, William Donaldson, Anthony Desposito, BV Ninja and Tony. I can't even say it. I'm going to say Goyburn. But if I'm mispronouncing anybody's names, please let me know because uh, I don't want to butcher your names. You guys have been so kind uh, to make this happen. So, how was everyone's week? Uh, I've been. Let's see. Let's do this. Let's ditch that. And how was everyone's week? <laughs> I hope it was good. All right. Uh, what's up, James? James says, hi. I saw Vincent said he just got his Know Your Gear sweatshirt. That's cool. Uh, but I'm more curious. I'm First of all, thank you for getting the shirt. I mean, like I said, that's, how, that's what pays the bills, makes the channel happen. But also, I'm also interested in uh, where you live where a sweatshirt in June was the, was the decision. Because uh, I may want to come visit where you're at. I saw a lot of you guys talking about the heat where you're at heat wave across the United States. I'm not sure about everywhere else, but uh, I'm not in the heat wave, by the way. This is Arizona, and uh, this is exactly um, what, what it is right now. It's 105. So there you go. Okay, let's see what we got going on. Uh, Jeremy C says, Hey Phil, any thoughts on the new Gretsch solid body electrics? Um, not neat, not yet. I saw what you guys saw. Of course I saw that they're, they're doing the, the tribute guitar. It's like $10,000. Um, I'm kind of, I thought that was cool. I mean, it's out of my price range for sure, but it's cool that, that they're doing that. Okay. Let's see. All right. Where are we at? Oh, okay. So we're still talking about the heat. Okay. So Chicago's hot now. I would imagine most of the country's hot. I keep hearing there's like a heat wave. So. All right. Ah, uh, the new EVH guitars look uh, pretty cool. Yeah, those are the new, they're kind of like Relic, the 78s. If you guys didn't see what that's what that's about, they're uh, issuing some more Eddie Van Halen guitars striped. I'm going to get some coffee. Black and white stripes uh, guitars. They look pretty cool. I've been seeing most of the stuff at the NAMM show. As you guys didn't know, I didn't attend the NAMM show. I will be surprised if I ever go. Well, I don't say ever. I'll be surprised if I go to NAMM show. If I go to the winter NAMM show, it'll be a shock to me. I really don't think I'm not going to NAMM anymore. Um, the Unfortunately, the announcement, it's too early to announce what's going on with the channel. Uh, hopefully something very exciting. Well, I think it's exciting. Um, but, uh, that, that is taking up the funds that I would normally spend to go to these events. I think I'm going to go ahead and just not 
participate in any more of these type events. Um, so I decided not to go. I was invited to go to the Gibson factory and check out the new 2019 lineup. And again, I, I kind of opted out of that as well. Uh, coming back from the PRS event with a lot of, uh, what do you call it? Reflection and uh, uh, reflecting back on the cost of that event and what what you guys got out of it. Because I know what I get out of it. I get out, I get days of work basically 8 a.m till you know 8 8 o'clock at night work um and uh i I'm, I'm happy to do that but sometimes i feel like maybe what comes from it doesn't really translate to you guys and you guys don't enjoy it as much so i am working on something that i think you guys will enjoy a lot more uh when it comes to spending that kind of money to do stuff so all right what do we have going on the guitar tech says, Phil, I'm having trouble selling a guitar. Uh, have you tried like the normal reverbs and resources like that? Is it a special guitar? Is it a good guitar? Is it um, sometimes, sometimes it, it, just because, you know, it's time to sell the guitar doesn't mean it's going to, it's going to sell very easily. Some guitars take forever to sell if they're, if they have a small, smaller kind of buyer out there a smaller amount of people that are interested in the guitars but um sometimes if you have a specialized guitar you can go to forums so chris saranto says phil ever thought about getting a taylor acoustic play one for the first time and really liked it are they worth the price i love taylor acoustics but uh my next acoustic uh in the high-end range will be a martin I, I want a Martin for the sound. I have Breedloves, and Breedloves to me have that kind of Taylor kind of vibe and sound. I think Taylor maybe does better than Breedlove, but Breedlove was more in my budget. And um, now I want something in the Martin-esque kind of sound. You know, that warmer, me, Martins are kind of warm and deep sounding acoustics where the Taylors have all this clarity and vibrance to them. They're almost like the ends of the spectrum to me sonically. You know, the and I like them both for some reasons, but I, I know my next acoustic is going to be a, a Martin. I went and tried a bunch of Taylors. I actually looked at getting a Taylor, Taylor T5. I, I was looking at what I used. I drove an hour and a half across town, it, you know, through traffic and tried one out. And I really did not like the Taylor T5. Um, not for the money. So, and um, so I tried some Taylors and I wasn't really finding anything I, I really was vibing to. And when I say vibing, I like them, but I was looking for something different. And I couldn't find it. And then I picked up a Martin and I go, yep, this is it. So, um, yeah, Icepick19 says his Martin D18 has balls. So uh, that's cool. That's an odd description of an acoustic. But I I, ha I have to admit, at least you get unique points for that. But, yeah, the, the Martins just have, there's just something about them too. So I don't think anybody could go wrong. Taylor and Martin are like Gibson Fender. I mean, they're they're pretty much staples in the, in the guitar industry and the acoustic side. So... Uh, Clay says, Hey, Phil, I uh, love the channel and the content. What do you think about V-shaped guitars? I love the way they look and I just don't, that I don't, they don't vibe with me because I sit and play a lot at home. And when I am standing and playing, um, you know what it is? I think, I think what happens is whatever the guitar is that you get comfortable with, it gets hard to get out of that arena so if you're a les paul person you play les pauls all the time strats may feel comfortable but odd 
strats all the time, you know, Les Paul's made me, you know, kind of odd feeling for me. I've been playing strat style guitar so long that everything else feels cumbersome, even PRSs. So, you know, I like PRSs, but you know, I think the main reason I play a Mira is because the contour feels most like a strat to me. So, and then I'm sure right now somebody's thinking, but, uh, so have you thought about buying a silver sky? I, uh, played silver skies and I decided not to get a silver sky. I bought this guitar. Oh man, am I messed up today? I'm in a different room. Okay. This guitar right here, uh, is what I just bought. I came in the mail yesterday. I'm having uh, mixed reactions to it. Uh, if that makes any uh, sense. <laughs> so, um, but that's what I decided when I came back from PRS, I decided to buy that guitar. Um, after looking at $3,000 guitars, hundreds of them, I came to the conclusion that's just out of my comfort zone of what I want to spend right now for a guitar. I don't need a guitar. Um, and, uh, uh, but you know, you can't hang out at a PRS event and hang out with a bunch of guitar freaks and not get some kind of inkling to get a new guitar and i was really kind of thinking about the silver sky i don't know why just processing it and so i went another way so i got that uh deluxe american strat it's a 2016 new old stock and uh the guitar is good it has a couple issues and uh i'm kind of bummed about those issues so i'm i'm trying to figure out right now if i'm going to fix the issues or send it back i'm probably going to fix them all right you guys ever have that problem before you ever get a guitar and you're like, you know, with a little bit of work, you can make it fantastic, but you're trying to trying to validate if you should put time into something you just spent a good amount of money on. So. All right. Casper uh, says 500 watch and only 52 thumbs up. That's all right, man. Thumbs up or not. Everybody has to be, a you know, give a thumbs up. Uh, I appreciate you're just watching. If you just want to sit back and drink some coffee or a beer or soda or water. Excuse me if I keep drinking, but I've been losing my voice lately. Uh, talking so much. <laughs> uh, so, no, I appreciate just guys hanging out and chilling. Ha oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so Jasmine says, has... Oh, sorry, I jumped. I got the right, right question, wrong question, right person. Where'd it go? So I'll do Jasmine's real quick. Jasmine says, Telecaster opinions, uh, LSL. I don't know. It's the LSL Telecaster. The next one was Bud. And Bud says, have you seen the roasted Charvel neck? Yeah, that's the Guthrie Govans, right? Uh, my impression of the Guthrie Govans from what I've seen, which come out in October, if you guys don't know what we're talking about, uh, Charvel's released a new pro mod series, which means to me, without doing any research made in Mexico under a thousand or around the thousand dollar range, you know, right in that, in that range, not the $3,000 range. Guthrie Govan roasted maple necks, very Ibanez AZ vibe. But of course, I mean, I'm not accusing them of copying that. It's just, it seems like the Guthrie Govan, the Sir Tom Anderson and AZ series all have that same kind of vibe to them. And I mean, no disrespect if you guys are really into any one of those guitars and you don't see it that way. You know, I don't take offense to it when people call my my Fender a GNL or a, you know, or a, a Schecter California series. To me, it's just it vibes a certain way. So we, Keith just did a super chat for no reason. Thanks, Keith. I appreciate that, man. The, okay. Uh, Matia? 
I'm going to say, yeah. Uh, what do you think about the Epiphone LP custom? You know what? This question gets asked a lot. And recently, uh, sometimes I take mental notes of how many times the same question comes up so we don't just hit that every show. But to answer your question, this is a question I feel like it's coming up on every show from somebody different. So it's definitely a guitar. It must be on a lot of people's radars. Epiphone Les Paul Custom, I think they're, they're great guitars for the money. Is it worth the money? Yeah, I think it is. Um, you know, we all know you have to decide if you just want the Gibson logo right? I think when we looked at it last week, when we looked at it last, we figured out it has a clone of the Burst Bucker pickup in it. So it's, it's, very, it's a very good guitar. Now, some Epiphones can be hit or miss in quality, but once you get into the more pricey Epiphones like that guitar, I've seen a consistency in quality that, that it feels pretty good. If you buy from a reputable dealer online, I think based on the quality of consistency that I've been seeing, plus a good dealer, you're going to get a good guitar. If not, you try it local. You'll just pick out the one you want. But I think so. If that's a guitar you're thinking about getting, I still haven't bought an Epiphone, but that's my next kind of Les Paul style guitar. I'm getting an Epiphone. Um, because I, I figured, I, I know for a fact, when I have an Epiphone, I play it. The Gibsons, I love looking at them, but I don't ever play them. Okay, a lot of questions for the new Charvels. Ah, wow. Okay, yeah. So the Guthrie Govan Charvels. I think it's going to be cool. You guys seem excited about them. I thought it was more of the more exciting things seen at the NAM show. Some of the things I've seen of Vox announced, of course, a new AC30, which is a 112 uh, combo, but a new mini stack. Did you see that? Right? The the mini stack, uh, it's a little like a 10 or 20 watt little amplifier and a 110 inch speaker. It's called the Beatles something. Made to look like a giant, you know, like a mini Vox stack. So that's cool. A lot of cool stuff coming out of the AM show. That's why you don't need to go. I feel like I'm getting updated on the internet. Okay. Uh, Terry Bear's got a question is, is it me or does the new 2019 Gibson lineup seem more geared to blue than downsizing? Uh, I think, <laughs> you know what I thought about the 2019 Gibson lineup? Phil, please tell us. No. <laughs> it's like nobody even cares, but I'm going to tell you anyways. It's my channel. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, it, it seems like as much as PRS keeps dabbling in the Gibson world with the 594 and stuff and trying to make PRSs that are more Gibson-like and making lacquer-based Gibsons, Gibson keeps making all these PRS looking Gibsons, right? To me, when I see the new Gibsons, they're very Paul Reed Smith colored. PRS guitars were always very vibrant. I think that's why they kind of popped out from for what they were. You know, they they they're not just sunburst or trans black or or you know uh, white. You know, just the standard colors. You know, cherry burst. They they had like you know that dark blue and the dark you know dark turquoise and all these crazy colors and. And that's what I think of when I see the Gibsons now, these aquas and stuff like that. It's very Paul Reed Smith looking to me. And I'm not sure if that... And what I don't understand is me being a, a fan of Gibson and a fan of Paul Reed Smith, I don't know why this doesn't appeal to me, but it just doesn't. When I see these Gibsons with that faded, that blue that fades over to a purple, I my first reaction saw it, I go, oh, that's cool looking. But then I'm like, but I don't want that. <laughs> so... Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know what it is. Uh, it's just an odd thing. So to, to be honest, I, I didn't know what uh, to expect from Gibson this year. But from what I saw, it was very okay. Like I said, very, very, uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. 
Oh, Joe said, hey, his daughter, just Annie. Oh, like Ann. Sorry, no E at the end. His daughter, Ann, just turned three today. Happy birthday. Uh, so thought I would do a shout out. Happy birthday. Okay. All right. This right. I'm trying to read a question. It says 15 watt amp mic versus high wattage amp opinion. Uh, I see what you're saying. So like if on a stage, would I rather have a high wattage amp pumping out of the volume or could I mic a 15 watt amp? Um, I, I'm okay with 15 watt amps. If it's a good 15 watt amp, I can make it. It's although I would like to have more power on tap, if that makes any sense. But no, you can do it. I've done with worse. <laughs> try 15 watt solid state. That's an embarrassing show to try to pull off but it can be done. So, uh, Gray the Cat says, Phil, I got a Supro Blackmagic. Uh, takes most pedals well, but my OD sound scooped. My, G my GE7 is not helping. Any suggestions? Maybe a Weber mass attenuator. Okay, so funny enough that you you say that, Gray, uh, Gray the Cat. I, I, have, I don't have the Blackmagic. I have two Supro amps, and my issue with them is that they sound so good. Um, they have this punchiness to them. There's a mids in them, right? There's this tone in them that, that where the fenders don't live, these are where these amps live. Um, especially the 110 combo I have that's I, when I put compared to my Princeton, there's so many things I like about it. I like the reverb in it. I like the uh, tremolo, but like you, I've had a very hard time getting overdrive pedals to sound the way I want them to sound through my Subro amps. Um, and I have tried everything I can think of like you, I tried everything. And so what I I've learned and I've had them for a, a quite a while now, like a year or two. Um, what I've learned is, uh, you can try a G seven, you can try using the, the Weber mass attenuator, you can try all that stuff. What I learned was I just had to find an overdrive that sounded good through them. And so I found a couple overdrive pedals that work for me. But it's sad, but some of my traditional overdrive pedals that I love so much, they just don't come alive in those amps. So, so that's what I would recommend is try different overdrive pedals. Because like you, see the problem with the, I think the problem with the Supro amps is like the Blackmagic especially, especially is that that amp, when you turn it up, it sounds amazing. I mean, guys, I'm telling you, if you, the Black, the Supro Blackmagic it's like a basement 59 when you crank that thing there's just a sweet spot of hits and it's but it's blisteringly loud at that point so the problem is you get this great clean until then and if you want to use it to kind of put as a platform for your pedals it's it's just not working for me so you got to try you got to try pedals it's the only way i've worked uh, it's worked for me crush 8888 says can you achieve the sound and tone of a gretch 6120t by upgrading a 5420 pickups wiring etc thanks again um Yes and no. Uh, so I'm going to give you the, the reason I say yes or no. Okay. So uh, first of all, there's a couple things in play. The first big difference between the 6120 and the 5420 is the 5420 is made traditionally like a traditional hollow body would be made where it has a five ply piece of maple uh, on the top. So the, the, the top and the sides and the back are all five, five ply maple where Gretsch is. So, you know, 6120s, the ones that are J Japanese made, they have a three ply top. So it's thinner and it causes it to kind of have a different, uh, brighter, more reverberated sound. You know, it's more, you know, kind of alive. Um, 
but that's just, I just need to put the disclaimer out there. I don't even want any Gretsch guys. Gretsch guys are really into Gretsch. So, you know, you get Gretsch wrong, you're going to be sorry. You know, uh, most Gretsch guys that are really into it have Gretsch tattoos. It's a thing, man. So I've been to enough rockabilly events <laughs> to know you don't mess with a guy's Gretsch. But that being said, I really think that if you put TV Jones pickups, the, the, the correct pickups, you know, in there, um, that's a huge part of the way. You know what I mean? That's a huge part. Now, the official Gretsch uh, Rockabilly guys vibe is the bridge is still wrong in the 5420. I mean, they take it very seriously. Me, I'm a little more casual. I'm okay with it. I have a 5420. Um, I like the bridge. I like it the way it is. Just put in the, fil the Filtertrons or the TV Jones uh, pickups and uh, you're good. Wiring, all that stuff. I mean, obviously, you know, you want to improve the potentiometers and stuff. But if you left that alone, I think you'd be fine. The great thing is, is that the 5420s are made in Korea and they're made really well. So I, I think you're you're starting with good bones. In other words, uh, I think everything about them is pretty cool. So mine is bone stock, but actually I know you have the 5420. I have, I don't know what it's called. I have the newer version. They call it something else. They made it a little bit more confusing, right? Uh, but uh, I have the new one, the blue, the blue one. So Maybe it is that 5420. I thought they changed the numbers. If you guys are out there and know the right numbers, let me know. Uh, Stars Pond says, Phil, when using an attenuator, shouldn't the amp be rebiased to match the voltage? No, 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 man. The attenuator is the amp is the amp. It, it needs to be biased correctly. But it when you plug in an attenuator... Um, the only downside of the attenuator for the amp is, is that you're running the amp harder, right? You're turning the amp up, which is, uh, uh, you know, obviously running more voltage through the amp. And more importantly, those tubes are getting hotter and there's uh, more electrons coming off the, the tubes. So they're wearing out. So you will wear your tubes down faster using an attenuator. But please understand, not because an attenuator is destructive or does something to tubes. It's just like being cranked up all the time. You'll... You know, if you crank your amp up all the time versus, you know what I mean? It's going to it's gonna burn through it quicker. Um, I've never experienced that, so you know. So that's always something that is important to, to, for me to point out. Uh, all my years playing with tube amps and attenuators, I have never had an amp um, need new tubes because of an attenuator. I've never had a problem with any attenuator, so you know. But I have heard all of the stories. So, um, So there you go. All right, Elazar says, is the Sharp Max theme song Boulevard of Broken Dreams? Always wanted to ask. Haha. <laughs> uh, the answer is no. What it is, is if you're if you're not keen on YouTube and watching stuff like what, what happened recently with Shane in the Blues, where he got some copyright strikes and stuff, uh, you know, you gotta take this stuff seriously. So I'll tell you what's going on with me. Uh, the intro that I use in my videos, I wrote. And um, that one I the the one that you hear all the time, that one I wrote. Everything else you hear is licensed Apple uh, music that you're allowed to use. So I use, um, I don't know what you call it. It's not community property, but it's its just, you know, when you buy software, you're you are given all this music that you're allowed to use. And uh, I don't use anything. In fact, I have, I'm nervous now playing songs on YouTube. If you guys notice, sometimes somebody will tell me, hey, you're playing that wrong. May, maybe I am, or maybe I'm playing it exactly the way I want to play it so it doesn't get me in trouble with YouTube. Um, and the reason that's important is copyright strikes aren't so much that you get kicked off YouTube anymore. As a content creator, what happens is if somebody gets a copyright claim on you, 
they get half of your income of the video. Now, and I'll give you a perfect example. When I played with Phil X on stage and I put that video on my channel, uh, we did, uh, with me, Robert Baker and Phil X. Um, and when we played Rocky like a hurricane, uh, as soon as I put that video up, half the money had to go to the uh, owner of the, uh, the, um, publishing. Now, I don't know if that's a Scorpions. I don't know who owns it. It doesn't tell me. It just tells me the record company. But so whatever I made on that video, if I made 50 bucks, I had the 25, it went to them. 25 went to me. Totally fair. I'm, I'm totally up with that. But obviously I don't want to have to pay half my videos royalty to somebody just because for two seconds I, I, I used, you know, something that kind of sounds like something they did or plays. Uh, tutorials are getting dangerous too. So you got to watch this on YouTube now. So I go out, I go to great extremes to use either stuff I know that's mine and I know there's not going to be issue with it or I use stuff that I, I, I've paid a, a licensing for already by, by buying the software. So a lot of that stuff, that, that music you're hearing, uh, it's more published lately. If you hear more published type music, it's because of that reason. I'm just trying not to make sure that my stuff gets flagged. It's really tough when you make, I don't want to go down this road, but it's really tough. When you make a video that makes $32, Giving sixteen fifty of it away uh, sometimes bums you out. <laughs> so you're like uh, eight hours of work for thirty two bucks, and you take half. So uh, and and like I said, and it's and a lot of times it's rightfully so, but but you get the idea. So all right, uh, what do we have next? Hey, Lawrence is just saying to let everybody know. Hey, so you know two things about Lawrence. If you guys don't know, Lawrence Petros design pedals are at the nam this year so if you guys have been watching his instagram stuff i've been checking it out i got one behind me it's right there um so maybe i should review that one let me know in the notes if you guys think i should review the 68 deluxe it's a funny funny thing is i reviewed the 68 i never did the deluxe um and maybe i should but um but anyways uh he's having a sale on his pedals on reverb uh, so 15 percent off i'm just letting him know because the comments i like his pedals i like lawrence you guys know lawrence uh so there you go if you guys been thinking about getting one you get 15 percent off and when i relist this i'll put a link okay uh all right, what do we got? Simon says, hey, Phil, love your channel. Uh, I was wondering, do you know if the old Mexican standard strats has steel saddles? Uh, yeah, I believe they're steel saddles. They're bent steel saddles. That is my understanding. So that would be my, yes. There's a little confusion. If you guys watched this week, I did the uh, players versus the uh, uh, standard strat. And there was a couple questions that I had to reach out and answer to since people are saying some of the specs that they thought were confusing. Um, but uh, I'm pretty sure everything in the video is, uh, that I double checked is still correct. So anything I said in that video seems to be accurate. So, yeah, a lot of people say review the pedal. All right, we'll give it a review. So uh mick rockin says you should have lpd on uh your show he's been on once before a long time ago i i i plan to do that i have some cool stuff coming uh that i'm hoping that will make all that happen so i will make that happen sean just did a super chat appreciate that sean man that was awesome thank you so much okay 
Oh, uh, Chopla says, hey, Phil, I'd like to see a shootout between the Mono Price Tube 112 and the Fender Blues Jr. Okay. Maybe we could do something like that. I assume the Mono Price is a affordable amp. I've seen it. I think Shane and the Blues did a video. I'm not sure who did a video. I watched somebody do it. So... Uh, as I look for questions, there's 750 of us hanging out. <laughs> I'm your okay. I Craig's asking the plus pedal thoughts. What's the plus pedal? All right, we're gonna look it up. He's pretty persistent about making sure I see that. I gotta give him props for that. Okay, what's the plus pedal? Oh yeah, is that? is that the sustain pedal yep the plus pedal um here man i'll, I'll help you guys out because it's kind of an odd thing uh here we go all right so what craig is asking about is the thoughts on the plus pedal as we jump around hold on guys here we go I promise this will, it'll work. Man. Okay, here it is. This is the pedal. Uh, so it's like a sustained pedal. Obviously, it looks like something you'd see uh, on a piano, right? Uh, we press on that, and it's digital. It's not analog, or it's not, uh, you know, mechanical, I should say. Um, it's 370 bucks. It's a game-changing. This is the plus pedal. I'm pretty sure that, yeah, the plus sustained pedal. I'm pretty sure that's what he's asking about. Um I don't know much about it. I do know this. Last year at the Summer Nam, those guys came up to me and said they'd know my channel and they'd seen my videos and they'd like me to review it. And I said, okay. And I said, I'll come back the next day. And we went back the next day and went to the booth and they... It was, we, it was the most awkward thing I've ever experienced. My buddy Thor and I went and we were like, uh, hey, we're back. You know, I thought they were going to let me have one to go review it. And uh, they were like, yeah, check it out here if you want. I'm like, it was so loud. We, we tried, but it was impossible. I couldn't get a sense of it. It was just really loud. I thought I liked it, but it was loud. The place was just blaring. That's another reason why I'm not digging the NAM. It's just so loud. Okay. Uh, Mel's got a question. He says, I'm fixating on the green and the new player Sage Green looks pretty good uh, with the two-point bridge. Uh, or should I wait for the PRS Silver Sky SE in green? Um, I don't know. Is it going to be a PRS Silver Sky in green? I don't think that's coming. Uh the uh i can only tell you the prs silver sky se here's what i can tell you uh i've heard no rumors about one coming uh the tone king flat out asked paul reed smith to his face if there was a se prs silver sky coming and paul said there is not a prototype so that's a easy way to say if it is coming it's not coming soon because they don't even have a prototype of it yet to even mess with so there so that's not coming um I, I wanted to to get the sage green as well, so you know. I I thought I thought that green that green looked fantastic. Um, when I did the video, uh, sometimes I have to make a decision, and the decision was I wanted the one that I thought would I wanted the one as closest to my Mexican made standard strat as possible, so I could do the comparison. As soon as Fender said they would send me a player strat to check out, I was very 
diligent about making sure I, it was exact it, three single coils, no humbuckers, all that stuff to being next to the Mexican Strat. I already knew you guys were asking comparative why. So I wanted to do a comparison. So. Uh, okay, Scott says, hey, Phil, I finally made one, a live show. What are your thoughts on the new Fender black top guitars? Just got the Strat and loved it. They're Oh, they're on, on not new ones, on the blacktop strap. I had one. I got rid of my blacktop guitar. I don't know why I got rid of that. I had the telly. So that was a great guitar. You know what I can tell you, Scott? I can tell you this. Um, I sold, you know, in Chester Bennington, you know, he passed away. And that's a, you know, it's, it's a great loss because he was such an amazing guy. But um, I sold him a blacktop uh, telly. He loved it. And I got the same one. The, so... It was great. And I always just say that just because, I mean, he could have anything in the world and he bought a Mexican blacktop uh, guitar because he just wanted to, to, he liked it. He was in the store and he was like, he was standing there and he's like, this is great. So I always thought that was cool. That just, that's always cool to see when real professional artists pick stuff like that. You can just tell you like, wow, it's good stuff. So. All right. What else we got? Hold on a second. And. All right. Uh, Mathis says, any thoughts on the Vox AC30S? Uh, yeah, the uh, that's the new uh, Vox AC30 that they released at the NAMM show. And it's a 30 watt 112 AC30, but it has like an effects loop added to it and some stuff, right? I'm not sure what the S stands for, but um, the idea seems good to me. I wish, you know, I don't know. I mean, it's the 30 watts are probably going to make that 112 break up a little more that, that's probably good but uh it looks good it looks like a good idea i mean it's definitely the it's definitely the way we're all going with smaller smaller amps you know what i mean like i said i would definitely that was one of the cooler things i saw coming from the show all right brian says i'm the opposite I don't like the sage green at all. I guess that's why they make more than one color. Yeah, Brian, you know what it is? Those color greens, those are always like the, uh, you either think it's cool or it, like it reminds you of your parents' old refrigerator and it bugs you. <laughs> you got, anyone else got that issue? Some guitar colors and car colors now remind me of the old appliances my parents had. And I'm like, oh, I hate that. <laughs> Maybe it was just me. Maybe it was just me, but you know, uh, I grew up in a home where the appliances didn't match. You know, they, they would have like one color dishwasher and then one color refrigerator because <laughs> one would break and then they would replace it. But they, you know, and you'd buy, you know, a used washer and dryer or used uh, dishwasher. And so nothing in my, my parents' house, that stuff matched uh, for the longest time, forever. I mean, later in life, but, but yes, but. Uh, chaos dragon dragon blade said it did super two, two super chats and they're not working. Just send me the question, man. I'll, I'll, I'll scan for it and I'll find you. Uh, oh, I'm getting a lot of mic static. Well, my phone's way over here, so that shouldn't be involved. We'll toss that. Let's see if that's better. Tell me if that's any better. 
Okay. Last week, I did have my phone come through it. The phone was on my desk, and it was coming through. So I wonder if it's this cable. I'm having a bad cable. This microphone. I have to fix that this week. All right. What else do we got? Okay. It says Oren's Takeover. It says, hi, Phil. Cheers from Israel. I've been thinking about switching the Duncan design pickups for Seymour Duncan equivalents, JB59 opinions. Yeah, I think you should leave it alone. I think you'll get a small difference. It's in your head. I think if you think they're going to be better, they might be better. But I, I bet you, here's what I, here's what I noticed doing that for people. People would come in with Duncan Designs, and especially when they do direct swap. So you're going to try to take out the Duncan Design equivalents and put in the real Duncans. And I would do it, and they go, "Oh, it's much better." But I think honestly, it was a little better, <laughs> right? Maybe. I don't know. Uh, I think they're uh, darn close. I, I, I would definitely. If it was me, I'd put money into something else. So now if you don't like the way those pickups sound, that's one thing. But um, so, but I would leave them alone. Shaman says, where are you, Phil? I'm in, I'm in Arizona. Where are you, Shaman? <laughs> are you mean, where am I like, and where am I in the, because the background's not the same? No one said anything yet. Uh, yeah, I'm in a different place because um, my office is getting redone. I am redoing my office. You will be seeing it next week. So um, I think um, like everything in the world, half of you guys are going to hate it and half of you guys are going to love it. But I made, I've made, I made a decision to change some things that I didn't like. Arnie Music, what YouTube channels do you regularly watch regularly? Well, I watch yours. I watch uh, the the uh, the RNA Music um, QA every week. I enjoy that so much. Uh, sometimes I watch you guys in one and a half speed faster. Sometimes I watch in regular speed. It just depends. <laughs> Does anyone else do that? I do that to the Tone King. I watch every Tone King live, but I speed it up so and get through it. My podcasts, these things, they're too hard. I talk too fast. And when you speed it up, I just, it just, it'll give you a headache. Um, <laughs> if anything, you might have to slow me down. But uh, so I watch that. What else do I watch? I mean, I, I watch a lot of YouTube. So, you know, I mean, I watch a lot. There's a, there's a chance that if I, if you have a gear channel and I bump into you, I'm going to know who you are in your channel. I watch a lot. I, I, I literally watch YouTube uh, like fanatically. And then started uploading my own content. Um, you know, I, it's very easy. I love watching YouTube videos. So it's a little different now because I make YouTube content. So sometimes I get weirded out. You know what I mean? And every once in a while, like I had to do this a couple weeks ago, I have to stop watching so much because you watch so much that it actually starts messing with what your content you're creating. You know what I mean? You get weird. Not so much that... Uh, you know, it's actually the opposite. Sometimes you have such a great idea and you're working on it and then you see somebody else had something like it and they were doing it and you're like, you know, I shouldn't have watched everything. I've, I probably should have just made my content, left it alone. Um, I'm going to try. It's El, El Goog Cuff. That's my best attempt. El Gog Cuff. Yep, that's it. And it says, big fan, I'm really sorry. I am butchering your sign on. I really am. It says, which guitar bridges have a narrow string spacing? Uh, love you guys. Um, 
which, let's see, what bridges have narrow string spacing? Well, hardtail bridges have narrower spacing than tremolo bridges. So that's pretty much the easiest way to, to look at that. Um, I believe it or not, I was playing a strat yesterday with 24 and three quarter scale length and a hardtail bridge. And it felt so weird playing it because the string spacing was narrower and the scale was shorter. I couldn't tell if I loved it or hated it. I was playing it for like an hour and I was just every five minutes, I had a different opinion. I hated it. I loved it. Um, but just to answer your question, I would look at that. Start start with that. And when I mean hardtail, not hardtail bridges that look like like strat bridges where they mount to the body, but we're talking about uh, tone pro style bridges, two piece style bridges. That that's a good way to start looking for a na more narrow spaced bridge. Um, okay. Oh, okay. Habs247 says, how do you compare a Martin or Taylor to a recording King guitar? Uh, you also never got back with me on the Samic Epi Studio, Studio LTSLPs. I'm basking a month ago. Super chat. Okay, so let's take a look. So let's find that, Habs. Let's find you for a second. Okay, so the first answer to your question is uh, the, the recording King guitars are clones of Martin's. So that's what I think of those. I like Recording King. I like Recording King a lot. They're definitely one of those guitars that if you haven't heard of them, it's a weird name for an acoustic, but it's Recording King. I highly recommend you check them out. If you see one in a store, pick one up and play them. Um, they are definitely one of those like hidden kind of cool guitars that people know about. It, it, they kind of seem inexpensive and expensive depending on how you're looking at it. Some people look at it as like a Chinese import acoustic as being kind of pricey, but given how they're constructed and how they're made and replicated from Martins, they're very impressive. It's very, it's a very good guitar to get, especially if you're in, if you want a Martin sound, um, on your Samic Epi L studio LTS LPs question. Let's take a look at that. Give me one second. You said a month ago though. Ah, oh, we're going to have to, okay, well, I said it, so we'll pin it and I'm going to do my best. If you can re-ask the question again, though, that would really help today. So I can just find it. Mikey Newman. Hey, Mikey, what's up, buddy? It says, Hey, Phil, I just bought a 2016 wine red Les Paul custom. Seriously thinking about some thorn buckers for it to replace the standard pickups. Uh, will they suit the Les Paul? Yeah, definitely. Um, the, the thorn buckers to me are these, they're, they're like 57s. They're just low output. They have a warm tone to them. I think they probably are even better suited for a Les Paul style guitar. Now it's going to get darker and softer sounding. So, you know, to me, you'll get that, you'll get, you'll have a very full warm sounding, uh, guitar. So if that's what you're going for, that's what you'll get. So it won't have any of that bright chime to it. Tom Tom says, please plug my teacher's giveaway. Okay. Spencer Acoustics. He's building a custom acoustic with the with the with the input of a YouTube community, then giving it away. All right. So I assume Spencer's Acoustics is how you get to it. I'll try and find the link and link it. So so that you guys are interested, uh, they're giving away a guitar. Who doesn't want to get a free guitar? Especially a custom acoustic guitar. Okay, hold on a second. I just want to make sure I don't lose. Uh, where are you at, Habs? I was looking for your comment, by the way. Still looking for it. So if you repost the question, if the, so I can find the answer. 
All right. In the meantime, <laughs> John says, Phil, you look a little thinner in the face. What's your secret? Man, you know, I travel so much now. Every time I travel, I gain like five pounds. I'm going to say five. It's probably seven. And then a week or two after, I lose a couple pounds. Um, I think that's normal, right? Uh, you can't help it. When I go out, like when I went to the PRS event, when I go to NAM, when I go to these things, you eat out all three meals a day. It's like a big breakfast. And then you go to lunch and then you have the big dinner and then, you know, beverages. So, um, so I'm sure that's, that may be what you're seeing. Who knows? Uh, all right. Hab says I'll keep posting it. All right. Or just, yeah. Okay. Uh, Terry did it. Okay, Habs. The, okay, the Samic Studio LT LPS are made in Indonesia for Epiphone. They appear to be much better quality than the Chinese ones. Just trying to get your opinion, Phil. Okay, yes. Okay. I, okay, so this is the question. So, um, well, right. It's a Samic guitar made in the new Indonesian factory for Epiphone. They appear to be much better quality than Chinese ones. I agree with that statement. Uh, yes. My experience lately is Indonesian guitars. Indonesia is going to be the next Korea. It's funny. It's funny to me because it was like there was Japanese guitars and then there was Korean guitars. And I mean, I noticed there was always Chinese guitar stuff, but I'm just talking about the hierarchy of it. Like we revered these. So all of a sudden we started revering Japanese guitars and then the Korean guitars came and now people kind of revere the Korean guitars. And then, so the thought process was going to be next people would review the Chinese ones, but really it's kind of jumped over to Indonesia. Indonesia is becoming the new Korea in the idea that Korea is the new Japan, if that makes any sense. And then you're probably wondering, well, where's the Japan at? Well, I don't know how that works. Japan's still there too, <laughs> but uh, there's a hierarchy and it really has to do with tenureship, how long companies have been building guitars. So Eric, he says, I'm getting a PRS MT-15. What cabinet would you get with it? I don't need anything too loud. Thanks for the best channel around. Thanks, Eric. Um, so I'm I'm also getting an MT15, and I plan to try it with the uh, PRS 112 cabinet. But as you guys know, the cabinets are back order to to infinity. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, the MT15s got pushed back again, right? Um, but anyways, uh, long story short, I want to run it through a 112 cabinet. And I'm going to try the PRS cabinet and see how that works. Uh, so I can tell you when I do the video, that's what I'll be trying to do. And if I can't do that, I'll let you know. Um, sadly enough, if I don't do that, I'm going to be running mine through my Paul Ridsmith 212 cabinet, which I don't recommend you buy because it is extremely overpriced for what it is. Um, you can buy a cabinet from Mojo Tone, which is pretty much where they get theirs. PRS does so many things right, but I think the cabinets are where I've been complaining forever. Their cabinets are really expensive for what you get. Um, they don't build their own cabinets as far as I understand. So maybe that's part of the problem. You have another par party involved. And uh, now they're doing them overseas. And I think that's smart because, you know, you can't pay, you can't charge 1100 bucks for a 212 cabinet. It's just, it's just silly. Uh, so, uh, but I bought one to match my, my amplifier head. And uh, in all fairness, they gave me a friends and family discount, of course, right? Um, because I was a dealer and, a, you know, a YouTuber and all that stuff. They gave me the deal. And even then, I have to admit, my cost was slightly over what I could buy a competitor's cabinet for uh, just outright. So, so that's the that's the problem. But I do like my amps and cabinets to match. If you can see, I have a PRS amp behind me, but I'm running through a Marshall. 
Um, so, but yeah, uh, I would definitely be open-minded when it comes to cabinets. You know, there's a lot of great cabinets out there for the price. You know what I was thinking might be a good cabinet is the Ignator 112s. I really always like those and they're, they're affordable. Good cabinets for the price. Body Bear says, I tried a bunch of PRS guitars. Just don't get the fuss. Something wrong with me? Nothing is wrong with you, man. You know what it is? Is that guitars are three elements. And I'm, I'm shooting this from the hip. So please, please bear with me. First in your eye. So it's what you see, right? You see the guitar, you fall in love with the guitar. Then the feel. Then what you hear. I really believe that. Okay. I've seen people buy enough guitars. <laughs> you know what I mean? And watch the process. Whether or not that's the right process, uh, it's it is seems to be how we all buy. So so first of all, a PRS, if it appeals to you visually, that's gonna be the first thing that's gonna make you want to buy the guitar. If it doesn't appeal to appear to uh, appeal to you visually, well then you're already going down, you know, you're not gonna like it. Then it's gotta feel right. My problem with PRS is I'm backwards visually they didn't really appeal to me <laughs> so so but i thought the prs guys were cool they seemed like cool dudes the company had a vibe so i um this is you know years and years ago and so i picked one up played it and they didn't feel right to me so i had to hunt and peck around to the right guitar but um i have no problem saying this i play prs guitars because the company i think has a good vibe and they're good people um they're a small company and they seem to care about things. So I, I tend to bond with them that way. I'm actually a much bigger fan of Paul Reed Smith amps than I have their guitars. So, um, because think of this, my favorite PRS guitar, they don't even make anymore. I have two of them and they don't even make them anymore. And that's the mirror of the core. So, um, and then my second favorite PRS is the reclaimed, uh, CE 24, which again, they don't make. So, I mean, I, I feel bad cause it's like hard to recommend a guitar. I'm like, Hey, I love this guitar, but by the way, they don't make it. Um, but, uh, no, there's nothing wrong with you. I don't think every guitar is supposed to, to, to kind of jive with every, uh, every player. You know what I mean? So maybe it's vibe. Maybe I meant vibe with every player. doesn't matter. Anyways. Uh, so yeah, like I'm a Strat guy. I'm always going to be a Strat guy. Just, I stick a humbucker in a Strat and I'm comfortable with it and I can make it work. Uh, Brian's saying the MT-15s are in stock of Z-Sounds. That's good to know. That means they're hitting the stores. That's good. Uh, Brian Malite, man, you got no shot in this. <laughs> Brim, I bet you it's something guitar. Brimel, Bremtil guitar. I, I did my best. <laughs> Thoughts on Music Nomad cleaning and conditioning. Uh, ESP fretboard oil. Uh, Music Nomad is a brand, if you guys don't know, of cleaning supplies. Uh, I like the brand. I like the company. Uh, the owner seems pretty cool. So if you're, if it's something you, you're, you're, they're, they're conditioning materials, they're fretboard oils, uh, good stuff. They also, I think they make uh, one of the best humidifiers around. So I like Music Nomad a lot. I, you can, that's a, so if you're thinking about it, I've had good experiences with it. Uh, tour on 11 says, Hey, Phil, with the July 4th holiday, I'm gas and hard. What time of year do you think has the best sales of gear? Thanks. I don't think I don't, I don't ever use sales. Um, I I've said this over and over again. I don't use sales. I don't wait for sales. If I want a piece of gear, I find the deal there. It's out there right now. Whatever there's a sale, 
there's a deal at the same time. So for example, I bought this, um, I'm pointing at it right now. I bought this, uh, 2016, it's new old stock, uh, uh, American Deluxe Strat from Will Cut Guitars on Reverb. They had it priced at uh, $1,500. Um, I'm just sharing with you guys. Uh, that's about $250 off the map price. Of course, it's a discontinued model, but I wanted the color. I wanted the guitar. And they uh, did not have an offer uh, up. So I just reached out to them and said, hey, would you would you take a lesser amount? Would you, you know, is there a way I can? I, I told them, I said, look, I'm interested in the guitar. I want to buy it today. I want this one because they had the weights listed. This is the one out of the like five or six they had. Would you give me a deal? Uh, they sent back and they said the margins on it's really tight because we're already 250 bucks off. We'll give you 100 bucks off. There's my sale. So uh, maybe it wasn't a whole lot. Some of you guys won't care if you got 100 bucks off me. Uh, that was enough to make me do it because I was going to buy it anyways. So uh, I just thought before I pulled the trigger, I'd ask for the deal. So like I always said, uh, and this goes on to tour on 11, uh, don't wait for a sale talk to somebody, but you got to talk to somebody. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, don't, don't email, don't anything, just get on the phone. If you can message, you can message people, but get on the phone and talk to somebody at a company, let them know you're interested in a product, what you're interested in and get the deal. And if they say no, just remind, remember this, your, your money will run out before the deals do, then go find the deal somewhere else. Somebody will earn your business. I, I say that, but also keep in mind that I'm very respectful and reasonable. One of the offers I offers I get, you know, if you're going to go out there and tell a retailer, what do you want? A thousand? I'll give you five. <laughs> you're insulting them. I'm laughing because I'm like, I just think about when people do that. I never insult anybody. I do everything with great care. And I, I, I know what a reasonable uh, discount is. You know, if you go on the internet and you see everything everywhere on, on the internet's got it for a thousand bucks, then maybe $900 is $950, $900 is a smoking deal. 10, 15, you know, 10 to 5% off. But you know what I mean? If you see the prices variating, go for the lowest one. So, but you can always get a deal. A lot of retailers will appreciate that you reached out and gave them the opportunity to get the business. So sometimes it's an easy sale. All right. Tony says, what you got? Tony he says, one of my favorite videos of yours to rewatch is the who makes what in the world of global guitar manufacturers. Peace, love and guitars brother. Thank you. Uh, I love that video too. That's a video that I get a lot of requests to remake and uh, I'm going to do that. So I've decided to do that. I've actually been working on it because I don't want to just remake it, you know, using a better camera and a better system. I'm actually trying to add to it and make it a more exciting video. So that reason alone, there's some huge changes that have happened uh, that a lot of people don't realize has happened in the guitar world uh, uh, when it comes to companies that have been bought and sold recently, companies that moved, companies that shrank, all kinds of stuff. So uh, change of uh, manufacturing origins on some guitar companies. So I think it's good time. It's been a year or two. It's time to revisit that video. Okay. Before I move on, I want to make sure I didn't forget anybody. Oh, yeah. See? Oh, yeah. He said, uh, Tony said, would you do an updated version? Yeah, Tony, I answered your question. Uh, yeah, I, I will. Uh, Chris says, have you tried the Marshall Origin 20 yet? Uh, what are your thoughts? Just order one for Sweetwater. I haven't tried it. Um, like I said, I heard from Shane in the blues, you know, in his videos that he liked the 20 over the five watt version. I get in the sense. That's what everybody's saying. The, the 20 is much better than the five watt, but I have not tried it where I live. There's literally not a Marshall dealer, not even the guitar centers. Nobody stocks a Marshall. I live in one of the largest cities in the country. No Marshall dealers, not a single one. It's the weirdest thing ever. 
Okay. Uh, Tegan? Tegan, I'm trying, man. Tegan, Tim. We're going to say Tim. Tim, hey, Phil. Any experience with the Lindy Fraylin pickups? Uh, yes, absolutely. Uh, want to get more clarity out of my Zach Myers PRS. I, I, I have great luck with Lindy Fraylin pickups. Um, I did a video with those uh, crazy uh, $30,000 Gibson replica guitars, and I believe one of them had Lindy Fraylins in it, and they sounded fantastic. Um, I've had a lot of good experience with Lindy Fraylin pickups. So, uh, again, would recommend those. The only downfalls are kind of expensive, but, you know, but they're good. There's there's nothing wrong with them, bro. So, uh, New Day says, first live show I've managed to catch from the UK. Oh, cool. I'm glad you can join us. Uh, tips for fixing a Taylor GS swoll swollen due to high humidity. Action is now quite high. Um, so, what you mean by swollen is you're saying the top is bowed. That's what you're trying to say, right? Okay. So new day. Here's what I want you to do. If, if we're, if I'm right. So right now I'm going to go off the assumption that I'm right in, in answering that the top of the acoustic, we're going to show you one. So what I'm thinking you're saying is, is right here. This is swollen. This is rounded. Okay. Uh, and, and that, what I want you to do is get yourself a, a mirror. Okay. So you can get a, uh, like a dental mirror. I have one that you get at a local, uh, you know, car repair store. Uh, but it's a mirror on a stick. Maybe it has a special name. I have no idea anyways. Um, but you want to stick the mirror in the hole and look at the bracing inside. If you don't have that, get a little compact mirror, get something that you can stick in there. If you have to use your phone camera, stick your phone in there with a camera and take some footage, but you need to look inside the acoustic, get some light in there, look inside the sound hole and make sure none of the bracing has pulled away from the top. That's the first concern. When the top bubbles, sometimes that means that the bracing, one of the braces or many of the braces have let go, have broken free from the top. And all of that tension that's coming on the strings on the bridge is pulling the top up and causing the bubble. Inspection mirror. Thank you, Ted. It was inspection mirror. I figured that's what it was, but you know, whatever. Um, but you get the idea. Um, that's what I, I use. That's what I would use to go in there. But like I said, nowadays you can use your phone, anything. You just need to get some light in there, get your eyes in there and inspect. If any of those braces are broken free, you definitely need to get your guitar to a repair shop because it's going to crack the top. That's my biggest issue. When you see that bubble on the top, if that, if that tension is pulling on that top, eventually the seam will crack down the center. So that's what I want you to take a look at. Okay. All right. Um, Matthew King says, what is your preferred way of selling guitars? Where would I get the best value for my gear without sitting, sitting unsold? Assume the price is fair. I've had good luck with reverb. Uh, I used to do eBay back in the day, right? Like everybody else. Uh, if you're local in the U S Craigslist is pretty horrible, but you can always give it a try. Um, there's like offer up and there's all these other things too, but my still, my best experience so far for getting the right price is reverb. If you want to get the best price, it's, it's, it doesn't seems to, it seems to be, even if they take fees, even if PayPal takes fees, you'll get 10 to 20% more selling on there. So paying five to 7% fees, you're still ahead 13%. Uh, so I highly recommend them. 
uh, Reverb. And I can tell you right now, I've done so much buying and selling on Reverb, not a lot, but I've done so much personally buying and selling Reverb that I've had every kind of bad experience you can have on Reverb. And ultimately, every experience has worked its way out. So um, that's the good news. I, it's not like I'm saying it's a great effortless thing, but it, the protections in place are very good. So as a buyer and seller, I've had, I've had Reverb step up and protect me, which was nice. Uh, Brian, Brian Mick says, why doesn't Fender make amp heads for the 65 and 68 reverbs? Um, well, they made a 65 reverb head. Uh, you can find them used now. They did them for a few years. They didn't sell very well. That was the big, big problem. So, uh, my main thing was they were a thousand bucks. So it was like 1100 for the combo and then a thousand dollars for the head, which is about right for pricing, but thousand bucks for a 22 watt head you know what i mean so now if you want a head in that you have to get the supersonic 22 that's where they they still make that in a head version but you can find a 65 uh deluxe reverb head you can find them on reverb and ebay all day long they still make them uh i'm gonna say i don't know <laughs> okay we have a super chat it's pirate piracent pirate Pyrocent Music, uh, probably saying it right. Pyrocent Music. Hi, Phil. Love your show since 2015. Man, that's awesome. Thank you. Uh, feels like 2015 feels like it was like forever ago. American Vintage 65 reissue 56. Sorry. American Vintage 56 reissue strat into a twin reverb. Good? Yes. Uh, please shout out my channel. Uh, Psychedelic Grunge psychedelic grunge i'll timestamp that too uh yeah no man 56 uh reissue strat into a twin reverb it's, it's uh that's a that's like a that's a fit that's a les paula into a marshall amp right it's a vintage strat into a fender twin is as iconic as les paula into marshall i see so can't go wrong with that kind of stuff um the twins just a big amp <laughs> it's just huge you know what I mean? 80 watts and two twelves. But if you're if you're gigging, so I had a friend, or I should say I have a friend, and he gigged with Les Paul on a twin like four nights a week for years. And uh he finally is like, I just can't do it anymore. And he got rid of the twin and got a smaller amp. And when he went to a smaller amp, he was shocked that he could get away with the gig with a smaller amp, but he was like, Man, I can't believe I was hauling around that almost hundred pound amp all these years. So Uh, Shane says, hi from Australia. Thanks for making great content. Thanks, Shane. I appreciate that. Shane Gelvin. Uh, that was awesome. So, all right, let's find, we'll get, we're hit the one hour mark. So we'll cinch up some, some of the questions. We'll try to get just a couple more out real quick. Okay, here's a good one. Riff Bandit. The Riff Bandit says, what do you think of shielding the body cavity of a Strat or Tele with copper tape or paint to cut down on the hum? Have you ever done it? Thoughts? Uh, would you show us uh, how to sh on Sharp My Axe? Oh, good good question. So, uh, yes, done it many times to both. Um, 
I prefer the paint over the copper tape because it's so easy to, to do. You can get the the uh, the paint at I get it from Stu Mac. I'm sure there's other places to get it, but I bought a can of it, Stu Mac, and it's uh, it'll be it'll go bad in years before I'll I'll use it all. But anyways, um, yeah. Now have I done it many times? Um, I can tell you right now, a lot of my my personal guitars all have shielding paint added to them. Uh, do I notice a difference? Um, I don't think so. Now, there, but why do I do it? Well, I do it because there's, I mean, if you're gigging, you know, in bars and stuff, or you're gigging in places, it's bad enough. But in homes, you know, so, you know, uh, refrigerators, everything's coming through the, the, the electricity. It's just so dirty. You know what I mean? There's so much noise coming through your electricity, through your walls. So even with power conditioners and, 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 uh, you know, power, uh, well, I was going to say, yeah, conditioners, power conditioners. Um, it still helps a lot. The other reason I like to do it is I tend to sit next to my amps. Um, if you notice, I have to watch it when I do YouTube videos too, because I sit so close to my amp, the guitars will just hum because they're, they're picking up all the noise coming from the amp. Uh, so I still do it. Uh, highly recommend it to, to everybody. It's cheap. It's easy. Why not do it? Um, some people say it's not as beneficial. What I can tell you is this can, I, like I said, I can't say, Oh my goodness, it's a huge difference, but I'm trying to, at that point, I'm not looking for a miracle. I'm just trying to help the situation as best I can. Oh, Alley cat said the ordered the uh, more E lady on my recommendation. You got to let me know Alley cat what you thought of it. That's, that's, uh, I'm really, really curious. That's great. So Reggie Wooten says, do you ever review classic guitars like Valley Arts and uh, talk about the current market? Uh, no, I've done stuff like that before. Believe it or not, that's funny you brought that up. I'm not doing Valley Arts, but I've reached out to a friend of mine who is a PVT60 collector and asked him if I can use some of his T60s. He's probably watching. Well, he's probably not watching now, but he might see this. You never know. And uh, anyways... Uh, so I would like to do that. I want to talk about those. That's something I think is interesting talking about the used market. That's kind of, so, you know, Reggie, uh, that's kind of in vein of why my room looks, I'm in a different room because that's part of the new change in the studio, uh, in the office studio is that I'm changing a few things. We're going to make the channel do some cooler things. And, um, I'm really stoked about that. Okay. Now, before, hold on a second. This is the important part real quick where I double check to make sure I haven't left anyone behind. Okay, looks like I've missed a couple. Here it is. CD, CD in punk, CD in punk says, why do people prefer rosewood or ebony over maple? Um, well, funny thing is most people perceive a, a tonal change in it. I have noticed almost no tonal change in a, in a fretboard. Cause that's what we're talking about, right? Rosewood is fretboard and ebony is fretboard maple. Now, sometimes I notice a difference with ebony. I think, I think, uh, but I don't, I don't think so. I don't think the fretboard has that much to do with the sound, but it does feel a certain way and maple whether it's uh, raw maple or it's been painted over uh has a different feel i like the feel of rosewood the most i don't know what it is there's something about the way it feels on my fingertips it's kind of gritty um and it, i don't know i feel like i'm grabbing the neck 
more so. Um, ebony is kind of a little smoother and, and maple even smoother, which is why I sometimes with rich light, the, the man-made stuff, it's even to me, it's like even it's like maple with clear coat on 10. It's even smoother. And I'm just not in love with that feeling. But so me, it's a feel thing. So I prefer the feel of rosewood. Um, like I said, tone wise, I, I don't know. Cause I have so many guitars that are the same with different fretboards and they all seem kind of almost the same, but if it has a difference, it's a small amount. Okay. Um, all right. I think we caught all those and where are you guys at? There's 840 of us. Okay. Somebody asked me if I've seen the Epiphone Master Built Sentry guitars. Uh, I've seen, I haven't played one, but I've seen them. Okay. Jason says, Phil, the ukulele I got from Orangewood came with a case like the one you reviewed and the box with strap, tuner cord, and chart. Just FYI. Oh, nice, Jason. Funny enough, I have a ukulele coming from Orangewood. Uh, I think I get it like in the next day or two. So we had a, uh, so you guys know what's going on. We had a, uh, we do this patron hangout thing and it's like eight hours long. And um, in that, <laughs> we got in the discussion of ukuleles and I made the comment, I think every guitar player should have a ukulele and I explained why. And, uh, and uh, somebody mentioned in that hangout that Orangewood, the one I did that acoustic guitar, uh, makes a ukulele. So I reached out to Orangewood and said, hey, can I check out your ukulele uh, and review it? And so I'm doing an ukulele review um, uh, soon, very soon, as soon as it gets here. So. Yeah, <laughs> Hobbs247 says, don't get the obsession with oops. So, uh, yeah, um, I have a six-string ukulele uh, from Gretsch that I love. Um, so I play ukulele uh, uh, a lot. I play it whenever I travel. I kind of don't want to talk about it that much because I kind of want to leave it for that video. Um, but uh, I, I, I promise if, if, you're not, if you're not into them, uh, yeah. So Tom Tom says they play they play ukuleles and bagpipes in hell. You know what? I, I promise, Tom Tom, you might change your mind when you see how I'm going to show you how I use an ukulele. It's a little, it's not magical by any means, but it's different. Yeah, Scott says uke. So you could say ukulele, you could say ukulele. I, I don't care. <laughs> it's, it, so you know. Uh, the uh, no matter what how you say a word, what I've learned on the internet, there's somebody to tell you that it's not the way they say it. So um, wrong or right, it's the way. I, here's what I can tell you: ukulele is how almost everyone around me where I live says it, and then a couple people from Hawaii said it's called ukulele. Uh, and I got and obviously because we were selling ukuleles, uh, so many people corrected me saying ukulele. Now I say ukulele. Um, it's so funny, right? <laughs> It's like, uh, it's, it's okay. All right. The, yeah. Uh, Mojo, 
<laughs> Mojo says, I'd believe the Hawaiians. Well, that's why I did it. <laughs> so I switched. Uh, ukulele is why I say it that way, because I, I figure, you know, Hawaiian people would know. Uh, Derek says, why do you wear headphones sometimes? So Derek, um, if this is a podcast, uh, so on the podcast, I wear the headphones because this, when we're done, when we get off in a minute or so, uh, it'll then start uploading and it'll be on iTunes by tomorrow. Now it goes to SoundCloud, I think immediately within an hour or so, and then it'll be on iTunes later on today or tomorrow. And, um, so because it's a, people are going to download this, believe it or not, more people download this live QA than watch it. So 850 people watching it live right now, it'll do about 20,000 to 30,000 rebroadcasts on YouTube and then download. It's in the hundreds of thousands, uh, on the, on the, uh, uh so, uh, but, uh, I, do, I did that because I'm trying to get the right audio for them there. Uh, when people told me, uh, <laughs> people are listening to this in their car, people don't like volume jumps in the car. <laughs> they don't like it. So the audio had to be, it has to be level and perfect. So I'm listening to make sure that my audio is, is doing the thing it's supposed to be doing so that when they're driving down the road, they don't uh, look behind you. Oh, I shouldn't do that. That was horrible. Right? So right now it's so tomorrow's going to be driving the car. I'm like that. Oh, that Phil McKnight. <laughs> so, uh, the, uh, uh, JT says, have you ever checked out the Arizona built Fano guitars? I'd love to get your honest review. You know, they came up to me at the NAM show. They also say, so, you know, Fano guitars, ghost builds the, the, the Strandberg guitars. I don't know if you know that USA new Strandbergs are now built by Fano. And, uh, they came up to me and I said, they, they said, Hey, you ever like to work with us? I said, I would love to come to your facility and do a video. And then I followed up with the NAM show and then I haven't heard from them. So I'll reach out again. Cause I would really like to go and uh, check out Fano guitars and Strandberg um, and do some videos. I think that'd be cool. I think you guys would like it. Sounds like a mid-sized shop. So it'd be fun. So. Um, Don says the micro cubes, he's talking about the roll of micro cubes, new ones, any better than the old ones? I don't know. I have my old one. I love it. I've never tried the new ones. I can't imagine they're much different. Think, you know what I mean? I have the new, so you know, <laughs> Ooh, this is where you get weird sometimes. I, I Cubes, Roland Cube 40s. I think I have every Ro Roland Cube 40 uh, uh, version up to the newest one. And the newest one is my least favorite. The one before that with the power squeeze, I like that one. And the one before that one, I like a little bit more. So it's funny. So the, the Cube series is funny. I think they progressively got worse. And then that's why they probably got shut down, revamped, and turned into the katana. Because I, I think the the cube series, other than the small cubes like the little fifteen water and the micro cubes, I think they got canned because they do katana now. Somebody probably can verify that for me. So, all right, and last one, Inkafish. Hey, Inkafish, how's it going? Video idea, in-depth pedal exploration for for advanced pedals like Strymon, Big Sky, possible. Okay. Love the tone videos. Cheers, uh, fellow patrons. Oh, cool. Uh, so Inkafish, it says video idea, in-depth pedal exploration for advanced pedals like Strymon. Okay. So, so Inkafish, you guys are awesome because the changes. So if you guys noticed, there was no Wednesday video this week. Literally, I'm changing some of the format on the channel. 
And some of what you guys are suggesting today is literally what I'm what I'm doing right now. So you guys are making me feel great. I'm trying to uh, try not to be the 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 product of the week. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't want to get too weird right now, but the what I'm trying to do is I'm I, I'm I'm just not really vibing making videos of the product of the week. The, oh, look at this new sensational thing this week. Check this out. Go run and buy it. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so if you guys notice, like when I did my favorite 10, my 10 favorite boss pedals and stuff, I want to go dive the other way. I want to go back in time and start hitting some more of the used gear again and finding some of the other odd pieces and seeing what deals are out there and ruining them, uh, <laughs> not ruining them, but you understand what I'm saying. You know, like, Hey, let's, you know, so find some stuff. So we're going to be doing some stuff, um, and make the channel, uh, you know, stick to the core of its ideal uh, of its ideology, which is to to learn more about product uh, and gear and, and music, and not just show the newest thing. The newest thing is not always the best thing. So we want to look in all directions. We want to look uh, the old gear. We want to look new gear, uh, inexpensive fixes, uh, more expensive fixes. So yeah, you guys seem to be on the same same wavelength. So hopefully this will all work out. If not, we'll revert back to the old way. Yeah, on the road said, great, not to be the product of the week. Yeah, right, that's all. Like I said, there's nothing wrong with that. So, you know, I'm just, you know what it is? I, I just want to create content that I am excited about. And I, and like you guys heard in the beginning of this uh, po uh, video podcast, I enjoy watching so many YouTubers content that sometimes I feel like I just don't feel the need to have 10 YouTubers do the same type of videos. And so I feel when I watch a review sometimes <laughs> of, of a product, I feel like I got the gist of it from the other five reviewers. Maybe I don't need to follow every you, you know, reviewer stuff. We can come up with some new cool stuff too. And if it's that important, well, I'll do, you know, we'll do it all. Okay. So you guys had a lot of great questions. I appreciate that very much. Uh, Bella Chi says, could you do a simple vid on the gear you use for making videos? Yes, that is... Uh, something I can do. Um, that is something that came up in the, uh, the, uh, the patron hang and, uh, what I want to thank the, those guys and gals, cause there's both of us, uh, in the hangout, which is great. Uh, uh, great idea. So I have another channel. The other channel is called Know Your Gear. Ha <laughs> ironically, right? Um, and so what is going to happen is I'm not going to create another channel. In other words, I'm not going to be like, Hey, this, uh, but what I'm going to do is you're going to start noticing that all the videos that you guys sometimes ask for that are just not going to do well on YouTube and help this channel grow because they're not going to get a lot of views. They're not going to do well. I'm going to put that content on there so we can enjoy that content and it doesn't mess with the metrics of YouTube messing with my videos. So, and that was a great idea. The idea of doing a, uh, so I can do the base uh, videos that we talked about and some of the other stuff and maybe like how I do the YouTube channel, stuff like that. And uh, link it. Well, obviously you guys, I'll, I'll inform you all about it. Let you guys know. Uh, it'll just be easy as that. So uh, we'll put the uh, less exciting stuff, but will it be less exciting? Because I think it's going to be stuff that a lot of us that are, that are, we've been here for a while. We've all been hanging out for a while. We're going to love. Um, so, uh, so that's where I want to put that stuff. I know the mass market, you know, is more interested in a, you know, uh, the more put together fast, you know, interesting videos, you know, and, and less of the less detailed ones. Okay. This is the last one. It says, 
Will the pilot 342 says, Hey, Phil, thanks for all the amazing content. Your info inspired me to buy a beat up Telecaster Infinity and turn it into my very own HH Butterscotch. Butterscotch Frank and Telly. And that is the best way to end something like this. Thank you so much because that's awesome. I love that idea. Um, I have an Infinity Stratocaster that I have all tricked out. I did a video a long time ago about it. I still have that guitar and I agree with you. Some, there's something about that guitar. I love just grabbing it taking it with me every go. It, sometimes I, I have to reevaluate my thought process because I love that guitar so much. And even with all the stuff thrown into it, I don't even think I have $220 invested in that entire guitar. And there's just something about the feeling you get when you take something like that and you trick it out and it feels personal to you and it feels, and, and you, you know, it's like you made it, you, you helped and kind of turn it into this new thing. And, uh, and you got to save some, some some cheddar as well so so that's cool thank you for that shout out about that so on that note i'm gonna let you guys go uh thank you guys for hanging out with me this friday we'll hang out next friday uh and the all the announcements for next friday will be coming so you know i'm gonna give you a teaser for you guys hanging out to the last minute of this video what is going to happen for sure is i'm going to be doing some clinics um so i'm gonna give you the teaser here's the teaser what is happening is starting in July, I will be visiting some music stores in the United States. I'm sorry right now, it's just for the United States. And I'll be working those stores from open and close one for one day, restringing guitars for you for free. And so uh, what's great about that is that is confirmed to happen. Some of the stores are already signed on and it's good. More stores are signing on right now. This is all about you guys. Literally, literally, I just want to interact with you guys. I, what I decided was instead of going to NAMM shows and walking around and pointing at this new shiny thing and pointing at it and sending it to you, I'd rather hang out with you guys. So I'm going to visit stores that are nearby you and literally work for you for a day. You come in, I'll uh, do a, an inspection sheet on your guitar. I'll restring it. The employees of the stores will help restring guitars. I'll get to meet you guys, restring your guitars and do stuff. So um, that's what's going on. That's the teaser. Next week, we'll have more details about the first event, which is happening in July. And then there's some in August. And as they come, I'll keep, I'll keep, uh, I'll keep an, I'll keep announcing them. And this is also to help those stores to get you out of the house and let you check out your local music store and we get to meet and have fun. So it's a good, it's just a way for us to hang out and have fun. So as always, guys, I want to thank you so much uh, for hanging out with me and until next week, uh, know your gear. <laughs>